0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. All right, yeah, our roster, our roster looks great on paper. Great on Whoopty hell. The hell. All right. But at the end of the day, we better be a good team, and you start building that during this time of the year. Get your sore ass up! Get your sore ass up! Doing a lot of talking with somebody that ain't do s*** today. Doing a lot of talking. Do you this think you're resume. better than Jarrell Revis is right now? Is I'm better right than, now. than you. My 24 years of life, I'm better at life than you. Dang, dang. The time gonna I ain't 36. I ain't never seen you before. Hop. We're gonna tell a coach you need some help. We gonna expose you, boy. Alright, we coming at your ass. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Roundtable. Roundtable. Let's go! Let's go! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable podcast, proud members of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. You can find them at FTF Podnet on Twitter. You can find me at SportsfanaticMB on Twitter. We are just one of a ton of great podcasts associated with this network, some of which are Jim Day of FF Champs, Corey Parsons, and Dr. Roto from Sirius XM Radio, Bob Lung of the, my goodness, guys, the award winning fantasy football consistency guy, Dwayne McFarlane, Blake Sullivan, and a ton of great others. You can find all of us on fulltimefantasy.com, your one stop shop for all of your fantasy news, advice, and strategies. We at the Roundtable are also excited to be partnering with ExpandTheBoxScore.com. You can find them at XTBoxScore on Twitter. They have some of the best fantasy football, baseball, and basketball stats on the way, and also college football stats. College football stats, some of the hardest to find in the industry. If you follow me on Twitter, and you see all the stuff that I post about the college football prospects and everything, all of my stats come from their website. It is absolutely amazing. If you are out of the playoffs, or even if you want to get a jump start on next year's draft class, you want to start looking at those prospects, analytics, their stats, everything they've done in college and how they compare to some of the other prospects, check out this website. It is the best. I promise you. It is just $15 a year for a full-time membership. Again, just $15 for an entire year. And if you use our code ROUNDTABLE, you get 10% off of that. The best deal in the business. I can promise you that. For today's episode, it's just me. I'm running solo. I had some stuff going on Friday, as did Dennis, so we were not able to connect. Uh, it's pretty early here Saturday morning. I figured I'd still pump out a quick episode for you guys really quick. We will, or we will, man. I'm so used to saying we will because I'm used to having multiple people home with me. Uh I will recap the Thursday night game between the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets, where, of course, Lamar Jackson continues to run wild over the NFL. And then I will jump in and preview all of the games for the rest of the Week 15 slate. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop on ready. Do you got your on ready? I, I came like out the room wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with the lead. Golly! Oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> I can. <laughs> up on New York, 42-21. to 21. Lamar Jackson continues to just run shot all over the NFL. Start on the Jets side here. Sam Darnold, 18 of 32, 218, two touchdowns and one interception. Gets you 18.8 points in this one. Uh, now Le'Veon Bell comes back from, uh, you know, bowling gate or the flu gate, whatever you want to call it, uh, but has a a decent game here, you know, does a lot in their rushing attack here with 87 yards on 21 carries, so still getting the ball a lot, but no, nothing in the receiving game. Just two catches. For one yard, getting you 9.8 points. Obviously, if you're a Bell owner and you were hoping to see more in the receiving game this year, it has just not happened. We'll see what happens if he stays with the Jets and moves on somewhere else. Should be pretty interesting. Outside of him, though, the only other players that do much of anything, Jameson Crowder and Robbie Anderson. Of course, Jameson Crowder had that, uh, what... really weird like two minutes in the NFL game time has that drop pass in the end zone where he's just wide open and then makes an amazing catch with Marlon Humphreys all over him on the sideline of the back of the end zone there he gets you 24 points though in this one 90 yards two touchdowns and six catches and then Robbie Anderson 66 yards on four catches as well to come in with 10.6 points On Baltimore's side, Lamar Jackson again counts for uh, or accounts for five touchdowns, 212 yards, 15 to 23, five touchdowns in this one. Gets 86 yards on the ground, 37.1 points. Likely already, if you started him, uh, you're hoping you're looking like you're gonna win your weekend. If you're going against him, you're already pretty pissed off because you feel like Week 15 has gotten away from you. Mark Ingram, 76 yards and a touchdown on 13 carries in this one. Uh, does add a one-yard touchdown catch as well, 23.1 points. Seth Roberts, 14 points in this one, 66 yards and a touchdown on one catch, but then also Mark Andrews, 52 yards a touchdown on four catches to get you 13.2 points. And last but not least, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. 45 yards, one touchdown on four catches to come in at 12.5 points. We also had Miles Boykin catch a touchdown. I'm really interested to see what Miles Boykin does next year. Uh, I feel like he's someone who could really take a step forward in this offense. Uh, As for the rest of this game, I mean, I I guess it's kind of what we expected. Obviously, if you were going against Lamar Jackson, which I was in, in one of my main dynasty leagues, Uh, You were kind of hoping all the talk about his leg injury was going to lead him to possibly sit down once they got up. That obviously did not happen. Uh, and I mean it is what it is if if you've been going up against Lamar Jackson at all this year or you haven't had him you knew that if you were going to play him in the playoffs this was a possibility he has just been awesome he's been one of the best quarterbacks if you could argue the best quarterback in the league right now uh, and definitely the most valuable candidate he will or the player he will be the MVP he's an MVP candidate but he's going to win the MVP outside of something absolutely crazy happening in these last two weeks which I just don't see happening so You know, Ravens, they're they're AFC North champions. They're going to go in as the AFC favorites. It's going to be really interesting to see if anybody who's played them in the past can stop them in the playoffs. We all know Bill Belichick, smart, great defensive minds, played him once. Does he come up with anything? The Chiefs and the Browns did beat them. Uh, Main thing, I think, for me on those games from what I saw was they jumped up early on the Ravens, forced them to throw the ball a lot, and did their best to kind of contain Lamar in the pocket. Uh, I still think the Chiefs might be able to do that. Their defense... Uh, has really improved, actually, since the last time they even played Baltimore. They were getting run all over uh, earlier in the season. They've improved that some. Obviously, the Browns play the Ravens uh, in a week 16. I don't think they can do that. I think one of the big reasons they were able to kind of contain Lamar somewhat was Miles Garrett. The, the pressure that he's able to get and and probably contain him a little bit, try and force him up the middle, was what helped them there. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that without Miles. Uh, I still hope the Browns can make him competitive. But the Ravens should run shot over them, and then we'll see if you play in Week 17 uh, finals. I don't know why you would. I've, I've been telling people for years. Most people have been telling people for years never play in Week 17 because you're going to have players sit. I'd imagine Lamar sitting in Week 17. Maybe he won't. Maybe he plays about a half. Uh, you know, my contention on that has always been too. With teams when they sit players like that, I mean they're going almost three weeks without playing that time. So we'll see what happens. As for uh, as for your Jets players, man, I don't think you can play them next week. They are going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, it will be in New York, but Pittsburgh's defense has been really good. It's what's kept them in the playoff run here with a third and fourth string quarterback in Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. So I mean, good luck with that. Maybe Crowder because he gets peppered with targets, but outside of him I'm not playing anybody. The, as I said, tough matchup next week. That's it on the Thursday night football game. As I said, if you if you were going up against Lamar, hopefully you had Crowder or Ingram or Andrews on your team because uh, that would likely set off or, or offset some of what Lamar Jackson did. Otherwise, let's look into the Week 15 matchups on the Sunday games and the Monday night football game and see who we can help possibly win your week. We eating all day, bro. I'm hitting you every time. Every time he comes as well, I'm gonna hit you. I'm not gonna be able to do that! You don't want no problem! The first game we've got here on the docket: the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants. The Giants are getting three points in this one, and being given uh, the Giants are actually being given a sixty-three percent chance to win, which makes sense because I just said they're getting three points, guys. I'm sorry, it's really early Saturday morning. I am, I am quite tired. Anyways, for the Giants side, Miami giving the sixth most points to running backs, second most to wide receivers. We know Elijah, and that's right, it's Elijah. It's an S, not a J. Uh, He is going back in at quarterback for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones will be out again. So what does that mean? I think everybody's playable here, to be honest with you. Golden Tate, if he's playing, he's out there. Sterling Shepard. Darius big play Slayton because my goodness that dude is going off and nobody expected him to have good chemistry with Eli Manning when he came out in that Monday night game against the Eagles and they did. So you're playing all three of those guys and Barkley. You're hoping if you're a Barkley owner this is a get right game for him because he's obviously just not looked the same. We've talked about it multiple times here the past couple weeks uh, but I would imagine with this it's a plus plus matchup. Barkley's going to go off in this one Horrible run defense and a not great pass defense as well. I think Elijah will dump off to Barkley a couple times. He'll get a bunch of big plays. All those guys are playable this week. I'm not as big on uh the tight end. Uh Caden Smith. Evan Ingram is out again. I I probably think, I would imagine Evan Ingram's out the rest of the year, so you're not using him, but I I don't think Caden Smith has a a huge game here. I try and steer, if you've been using him in place of Evan Ingram or like a a tight end two placeholder or something like that, I I would steer clear of him in this one. I don't think that he's going to have a big game. On Miami's side, I mean, Ryan Fitzmagic, um, I think you can play him if you had picked him up in the playoffs for a couple of good matchups. This is one of them. While the, the Giants are uh, 14th most against the running back, they are 6th most against the pass. So they can't get beat on the back end. So I think Fitzmagic is good to go. If Parker plays, I think he is good to go as well. Still in the concussion protocol, but I did see that it looks like he is likely to play. Just got a new four-year extension with the Miami Dolphins. I think both those guys are plays this week and should be good to go. And I would also avoid Mike Gusecki in this one. I know he's had a couple big games lately, uh, but I don't see him pulling off. Uh I don't see him having a big game in this one. Really had a down week last week as well and, and a decent matchup. So I'm steering clear of him. For me, it's just Fitzpatrick and just Parker that I'm playing in this game. And I am taking the Giants to win the football game. Next up, Seattle Seahawks and the Carolina Panthers. Seattle is getting 6.5 points in this one and being given the 60% chance to win this game. Carolina's defense, number one against the run with 27.2 points, 15 against the pass with 22.7. So as we know, have been getting crushed on the ground. Chris Carson should be a huge fantasy player for you this week. I imagine he's going to finish at least in the top 10, possibly even top five. They do love to hand the ball off in Seattle. We know Rashad Penny, unfortunately, got the ACL injury last week. So Chris Carson is going to be a workhorse and has a plus, plus, plus matchup. Chris Carson is in your lineups. At wide receiver, this one is tougher for me. Oh, Russell Wilson, he's the obvious easy start as well. So we'll just get him out of the way. You're starting, Russ. But at the wide receivers, this is a difficult decision for me. DK Metcalf, I think, is obviously in your lineups as a wide receiver too every single week. Me and Matt Fox have been saying that for weeks now. I think all the way back in like week six or seven, we've been saying he's got to be in your lineup every single week. The big question is Tyler Lockett. He has just not been playing as the same Tyler Lockett we saw before the injury And for me, depending on your choices, I am benching him. I don't think he has a big week here. I'm really concerned that that leg injury is much more serious than we thought it was. Uh, Again, he had to stay in the hospital. I believe it was the San Francisco game, and he had to stay in San Francisco and in the hospital. He couldn't even travel with the team. It was that bad. That's not just something that's just like, oh, oopsie-boopsie, I I got a little bruise on my leg. No, that's a serious injury, guys. If you have to go to the hospital and stay in the hospital and then watch you overnight, that's serious. And and so I don't think he's fully over that yet. I give him a ton of props and everything for coming back as quickly as he did and playing. I just don't know if you can trust him. Now, obviously, he has the big play potential. We've seen it all of last year and at times this year. All Russell Wilson has to do sometimes is throw it up, and Tyler Lockett goes and gets it and scores a touchdown. So if you want to throw him in there, I can't tell you not to. If I owned him, I actually don't own Tyler Lockett, which I know is crazy to say. I don't own him in any of the 38 leagues I'm in. Granted, I'm only in the playoffs right now still are alive in five of them, which is also very depressing. I don't own Tyler Lockett anywhere, so I can't say – I'm, I'm telling you if I owned him, I would not be playing him. Again, that depends on your options. If you're sitting there and it's like, well, Matt, I only have – it's either Tyler Boyd or Auden Tate. All right, I get you throwing Tyler Boyd out – or Tyler Boyd, my goodness. Tyler Lockett or Auden Tate. I get you throwing Tyler Lockett out there. If you have someone that's comparable, a a low-end wide receiver one, high-end, or even a middle-tier wide receiver two, I am throwing them out there over Tyler Lockett this week and trusting in them as I just don't think Lockett's going to have a huge game. Other than him, I am playing Metcalf, and I do think Hollister has a chance to be a, a decent tight end this week. For the Carolina Panthers, Seattle Seahawks, nineteenth most points with nineteenth most against a run, seventeen point six points a game, and sixteenth most against the pass, twenty-two point four points a game. Uh for Carolina, though, I honestly don't think that matters, even in a q two q b league you're you're not playing Kyle Allen he has just not been good here lately. I think the only players you're playing for Carolina are Christian McCaffrey because he is just you know he's not any matchups don't matter he he's you're good he you're playing him he's amazing and in my opinion should be right up there with the at least I know they don't do like a college football Heisman thing where they get to invite a bunch of people to New York, but I think Christian McCaffrey should be in the discussion. I know Lamar Jackson's going to win it and he should win it, but Christian McCaffrey should be in the discussion for what he's done this year at the running back position and the Carolina Panthers. They would not be nearly as good as they are. I mean, they're sitting at five and eight. They should be like one and seven, uh, or one and seven. My gosh. Uh, my goodness. Math is uh, not my strong suit, folks. 1 in 12. That would be the correct answer there. Uh, without Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. He's been a wide receiver, one almost the entire season. Struggled for a little bit at first, but then has really come on. He's sitting as a wide receiver, one in fantasy points. And Kyle Allen is really going to him. You're starting DJ Moore. He should be in for an okay game here as the Panthers are not just going to roll over. They are going to try and stay competitive. I do think they're going to have to pass to stay into this game. Those targets and stuff are going to DJ Moore. But I am taking Seattle to win the game. The next game up is the Cleveland Browns and the Arizona Cardinals. Cleveland is getting three points in this one and being given the 53% chance to win this game. Cleveland side here, I'm really not sure what to think of them. I'm really not. Arizona, we know, bad defense. 12th most points against a running back, 19.5. 7th most against wide receivers, 25.4. Number one against the tight end, which probably means Ricky Seals Jones or Slash David Njoku are going off in this one and no one's going to be starting them in their fantasy lineups because we saw what David Njoku did last week, and it was god-awful. Granted, it was his first game back. If you want to throw David Njoku out there, I would not blame you. It is a plus-plus-plus matchup. He should have a good game here. So should Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They're the easy starts for the Cleveland Browns. Baker, I think, has a chance to be a top-12 quarterback. I'm just not sure, obviously. Any of you who have listened to this all throughout the year know my thoughts on the Browns and their offense here this season. It has been just god-awful. Some of that on Baker, a lot of it on the play calling, so I don't know what you want to do with Baker. I am starting him, just to give you guys an idea. I have him and Ryan Fitzpatrick in a dynasty league, uh, and in another one, I have him and Jameis Winston, and I'm just going to go ahead and roll with Baker uh, in both of them in those instances, because I do think going up against Arizona, he is going to have a... A decent game here. Uh, Buccaneers get the Lions, which is also a plus matchup. We'll see. I, I, I just don't know. I'm going to roll with Baker, though. Uh, as for the wide receivers, I think Landry is going to have a big day here. I really do. Uh, Landry has been phenomenal. He's really been the wide receiver one for Cleveland. Odell, I'm just not sure. I mean, everybody I'm sure at this point has seen the video of the Browns in the huddle and Odell's just standing off to his off to the side. You know, we've there's all the rumors about him leaving or wanting to leave Cleveland and everything. I'm I'm not gonna mess with any of that stuff till we get to the off season. Right now, uh, I'm gonna take the Odell approach. Ask me in the off season. I'm not worried about it. Let's just get through the season and see what happens. This team has obviously been an utter disappointment. That being said, I do think Odell comes in as a high end, at least wide receiver two this week. I thought he'd have a good game. Uh, last week against the Bengals and they shut him down. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. I, I honestly feel like if I'm being on, I keep saying if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, honestly, yeah, I, I I'm sorry guys. If I am being honest though, Landry is the only guy I trust this week. I, I just don't think you can trust Odell if you want to or if you need to throw him in there, do it. I do think he he does have a good game, uh, but I understand if you don't want to trust him and or me in making that statement. On the Cardinals side here, you talked about it, Cleveland's defense has really kind of improved in this back end, uh, but started to struggle again against the rush. Uh, 15th most points with 18.6 against running backs, 21st most against wide receivers with twenty point six. David Johnson and Kenyon Drake, the little... Duo backfield there. I still don't think you can start DJ. I know he got that touchdown last week. It was a little bit lucky, a little bit fluky. I'm, I'm throwing Drake out there. I still think Drake can have a good game. At the wide receiver position, I think Kirk. Kirk will be all right. He he does move around the formation a lot. I don't think Denzel Ward travels with him. Uh And even if he does, we, we talked about this last week in Arizona's tough matchup. I thought that uh he would get shadowed by, uh, by Joe Hayden and or when he was in the slot mink of Fitzpatrick, who both have obviously been phenomenal for Pittsburgh and their defense this year. And Kirk still came up, had a really good game because of how much Kyler Murray Murray targets him. So I'm throwing him out there. Uh, Kyler Murray, I also think, has a chance to be a very good quarterback this week as well. And if you want to throw Fitzmagic out there, Fitzmagic, my goodness, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Larry the legend, I think he has a chance to be a low, I would say middle tier, actually, wide receiver, three this week. And for some unknown reason, I am going to take the Cleveland Browns to win this game to continue my slim, 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 slim slim chance at the playoffs with the Browns. Next up, New England Patriots and Tapegate against the Cincinnati Bengals. New England is getting ten point five points in this one and being given the eighty five percent chance to win this game julie nettleman Marvin Mar- Mo- I was going to call Marvin Sanu guys what the hell Mohammed Sanu are both a uh, questionable coming into this one uh, those are really the only two injuries I've seen so far from all these games outside of obviously Daniel Jones. Uh, and Devontae Parker, which we talked about in the first game, uh, that that might be affecting on the game here. I think Edelman's going to play regardless, so I would not worry that much about him. Cincinnati, 7th most points to the running back with 21.7 points a game, 20 20th most points against the wide receivers, though, with 20.7 points a game. That being said, who are you trusting that running back? No one. You're trusting James White. I do think he can uh, obviously bring you back some points in the receiving game, which is going to be huge. He'll get you some rushes. I can't trust Sonny Michelle. I'm sure this is the game that Sonny Michelle goes off because the Patriots are going to get up on the Bengals. They're going to blow the Bengals out, and they're just going to give the ball to Sonny Michelle like 20 times in the third and fourth quarter to try and run the clock out and run the game out. Still, I'm not trusting him. He has been god-awful the entire season. I don't know why you would put your faith in him now week 15. James White, I do think, is still a good play. He's actually still sitting as a top 20 running back in fantasy this year. So that's still pretty damn good. And I think he's going to get some chances in this game. At wide receiver for me it's just Julian Edelman. We've seen that, obviously, he is Tom's go-to guy, Teflon Tommy. He goes to Julian all the time. I think Edelman has a good game here. Uh, you know, If you want to throw Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers out there, do that at your own peril. I cannot trust either one of those guys. I mean, Nikhil Harry has definitely looked good since he's come back. Had a touchdown wiped off the board by a bad referee decision last week. Obviously, had a touchdown in his first game. I think Nikhil Harry is someone you can definitely look at next year. I'm not expecting much out of him in these next two weeks on the Bengals side here we already know the patriots 30 second against the run or running backs with 11 points a game 30 second against the pass. 42 or 42 14.2 points against wide receivers so studs against both i still think you can throw Mixon out there he's going to get the volume getting some work in the in the receiving game so he'll bring you back enough points to be startable Outside of him, no, I'm not playing anybody. I'm avoiding Tyler Boyd this week, avoiding Andy Dalton. It's just Joe Mixon on the Bengals' side for me, and I am taking the Patriots to pull off the win here in Cincy. Moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions. Tampa is getting 4.5 points in this one and being given the 58% chance to win this game. Detroit's defense has got the 4th most points to running backs, 23.8 points a game, and 11th most to wide receivers, 24.4 points to wide receivers. So... You're starting your Tampa Bay running backs, right? <laughs> no, God, no. Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, I don't know who you can start and or trust in a Week 15 matchup. Just not happening, obviously. For those of you who have listened to me all season, you know I've been a big Ronald Jones supporter since last year. Had him as a top running back coming out of that class. I mean, he was in the top 10. Uh, he was, uh, as anybody who listens know, he was top four for me when they first came out, dropped him to 10 later in the season. I still had high hopes for the kid. Still hope eventually he turns it around, but he clearly is not going to bring back the value I thought he was going to uh, when I watched him coming out of USC. So that means you are starting, obviously, your wide receivers for Tampa Bay, though that's what they do. They throw the ball a ton. Winston, I do think, has a good matchup here. I talked about it earlier when I was talking about him and Baker. I think he possibly could outscore Baker. I'm still rolling with Baker in that matchup, but I like Winston. Should bring you back some points here. Does have the injury. Uh, I believe a thumb injury. So we'll see if he even plays. That could be questionable. He is listed as questionable. I would imagine he's going to be out there. He's fighting to pro- to try really to get a franchise contract with this franchise. So I think he'll go out there and play, uh, but definitely something you need to watch. You're playing Chris Godwin. We know Mike Evans is out. He's not playing the rest of the season. So outside of Godwin, who are you playing? I think Cameron bright, and I actually think you can play O.J. Howard as well. I think he's going to go to those guys. If you have Chris Godwin, I think you lucked out. Uh, with the Evans injury here, I really think they're going to funnel everything, and I mean everything, through him. You got Brashad Perriman, who really kind of stepped up there and had a good game, as well as Justin Watson. I'd be hesitant to play either one of them. If I had to pick one, I'd go Perriman. I think Perriman could bring you back at at best middle-tier wide receiver two numbers, but I think at, he's likely going to be like a high-end wide receiver three. On Detroit side, uh, let's see. Tampa Bay's defense. 31st against the run. We talked about it. They have just not given up any points to running backs. 11.3 points a game. Number one, though, in the passing game. 31.4 points to wide receivers every single week. So Detroit, we know David Blau is going to be out there again. So who are you starting? Kenny freaking Galladay. Without any question. Dude has been legit no matter who's that quarterback. Detroit called me and asked if I'd come out there and play just because it don't matter. Kenny G is going to get his, and he is going to get his in this matchup. Um, and I think you can actually start Danny The Same thing as Rashad Perriman. I think he has a chance to be a middle-tier wide receiver, too, but chances are a high-end wide receiver, three. Hammondola, I think, is going to come through for you in this one as well. At running back, I don't think you can play a Bo Scarborough. We've seen that he's been very consistent and getting you right around that 80 to 90 yards rushing every game. He's all going up against one of the best rush defenses in the league. He doesn't do anything for you in the passing game. You're staying away from him. You're staying away from Blau. You're going Kenny G, Danny and That's it. Tampa Bay should pull off the win in this one. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers playing Green Bay this weekend. Green Bay is getting 4.5 points in this one and being given the 64% chance to win this game. For Chicago, the Green Bay Packers, 5th most points to running backs, 22.1 points a game. Uh, 25th to the wide receivers, 20 points a game. So for the Bears, could this be another good game for David Montgomery? Who fucking knows? Seriously, who knows? Because I don't. David Montgomery has just been Jekyll and Hyde all season long. I love David Montgomery, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal running back for the Bears and their future. I just don't know why you would trust him this week. I in all honesty, I probably wouldn't even trust Tariq Cohen. I know he's looked good the past couple of weeks. I'm avoiding both of them. I know the Packers' defense is good against the the pass I'm still going with Allen Robinson. He has been an absolute stud, and I actually think Anthony Miller as well. We've seen he's really come on, and if you've been playing him, you are likely in the playoffs and have been advancing because of what Anthony Miller has been doing. A guy you could get off your waiver wire just a couple weeks ago. I think he continues to have a a good uh, streak here and keeps it going, even though the Packers' defense is good against the pass. I'm starting both of those guys if I had to choose a running back in the plus matchup, I am going David Montgomery, but I would not be surprised if he does yet again the same thing, finishes right around 10 points and just completely bottoms out your day. For the for the Chicago Bears, um, I'm sorry, that was the Chicago Bears, for the Green Bay Packers Chicago 16th most points to running backs 18.3 points a game 27 to wide receivers 18.4 points a game so they have been pretty pretty good against the pass in this one I still think Packers wise you're starting Aaron Jones I, I, we knew, we talked about it last week as a bounce back game for him uh mostly due to the fact that you know they, they they did have a a good matchup in that one Jamal Williams is uh not listed on the uh, stat, uh, the injury report anymore, which might hurt Aaron Jones a little bit. Last week he came in on the injury report, which for us meant okay, hey, this might be a really big Aaron Jones game because he's already injured, might be you know held, I wouldn't say held, well, not held out, but maybe limited a little bit. He was not as much as I thought. Still, Aaron Jones had a good game. I think you can play Aaron Jones here again. The big one, Devonte Adams. He was listed as limited in practice on th- on Thursday. That's a big dot deal, guys. Big dot deal. We need to watch Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams gets any more talk over the weekend about being limited or possibly not playing, it's going to be big because I think he's the only player that I think has any value whatsoever in that receiving game. Now, everything I'm reading says he's going to be good and he's going to play. So if that's true, you should be good. No worries just be just be mindful of it he's not listed on the injury report or anything so i can't imagine he's just going to sit Green Bay still in the playoff conversation, so I imagine Adams is going to be good. But it is something just to kind of keep your mind or keep your eye on. Again, for me, it's just Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams. Uh, I still think Green uh, Green Bay. Aaron, well, I mean, he is synonymous with Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers is probably more of a QB two uh, than a QB one. Um, and I'm taking the Packers to pull off the win here in Ch- or not in Chicago, in Green Bay, but against Chicago. Texans and Titans. This one should actually be a really good game. I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch this one. An early window game, both 8-5, and five, fighting for that division lead here in Tennessee. They also played the Texans in two weeks, too. Week 17 could be a huge playoff decider, that one. Tennessee is getting three points here at home against the Texans, being given the 52% chance to win this game. For Tennessee, Houston, ninth most points to the running back, 20.6 points a game, 14th most to wide receivers, 23 points a game. Derrick Henry should have a huge game in this one, Uh, much to my chagrin, as I have obviously been down on Derrick Henry most of the year. He has, I mean, just been balling. However, he is questionable coming into this matchup. Dealing with a hamstring injury, that is definitely something to watch out for. Hamstrings, we know. Can go at any minute. So Henry, while he's going to be out there and he's going to get you a lot of run, if something happens, hope that he gets you at least a touchdown and like 60, 70, 80 yards before that happens. But Henry, you've got to throw him out there because if he is good to go, he should dominate this Texans defense. Outside of him, I actually think you're playing him. That's right. You're playing A.J. Brown. He's going in your lineups. He's been phenomenal. He seems to be the guy that Ryan Tannehill is going for. Tannehill, while I know he doesn't have the most beautiful deep ball in the world, that 98-yard touchdown pass to Brown last week, a little bit deceptive. He was wide open. But still, Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown seem to be having this really good chemistry. I'm throwing Brown in there. I think Brown is a good play. I think he could score a touchdown. Again, I know Houston's defense, not horrible, but they are decent against the pass here. I still think, you know, 14th, that's a little below the midway of the league here. I think A.J. Brown's going to have another good one. So for me, it's Henry and Brown on the Titans. For the Texans, Tennessee's defense, been pretty good. 13th most points to the running backs, though, 18.7, but 18 against the pass, 21 points. You're starting Watson, you're starting Hopkins. Not even a question. Uh, I mean, Hopkins we saw last week in a good matchup, or a plus matchup for him, still went off, had good points. Um, you know, Will Fuller is still listed as questionable, this is twofold. If you're a Fuller owner, obviously you want him to play. And if he does, you're playing. And if you're a Hopkins owner, I think you kind of want him to sit again. Uh Because Hopkins definitely gets targeted a shit ton when Fuller is out. So if Fuller's in, you're playing Fuller. And if Fuller's in, you're still playing Hopkins because he's going to get his. Obviously, though, if you're a Hopkins owner, you're hoping Fuller sits. The running back position, it's obviously the better matchup for this team. I'm not playing either one of them. I just can't trust them. You know, we talked about this with Matt on the Monday episode. He was talking about how he might still lean a little bit toward Duke Johnson, especially with Fuller being out. Duke Johnson does get a lot more work in the receiving game. You want to take a shot in the dark on him? Go for it. I do think I love Duke. I thought he was a great Cleveland Browns player. Hated that they traded him. I just don't see him or Hyde doing much here, so I can't trust him. For me, it's just Watson and Hopkins, and if Fuller plays, I'm trusting Fuller. And I am going to take Houston to win a low-scoring close game here. Broncos and Chiefs going up here against each other in the early window. One of the last few. We got two more, or one more game after this in the early window games. Uh, They are going in Kansas City, and KC is getting 10 points in this matchup. They are being given the 87% chance to win this game. Going up against that Denver defense, Denver 24th most points to the running backs, 17.1, and 24th most points running points to the wide receivers, 20.4. So a top tier defense in both categories. Vic Fangio has a really turned this team around in the second half. They were getting run all over at the beginning of the season. Have flipped it for Kansas City side here. I think it's pretty easy. I'm not starting any of the running backs. I'm avoiding him. You have to pick one up. I guess you're starting shady because he's probably getting more work, but Damian Williams still questionable. There's talk that he might come back. If he comes back, that backfield gets even more confusing. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be fine here. It is a, a tough matchup for him. Patrick Mahomes has been struggling. Obviously, it's not looked like the Patrick Mahomes of last season. He's still likely going to get you enough points, and, and I don't imagine you drafted a decent backup quarterback. You probably didn't think you needed one in Dynasty Leagues. Depending on who you have, I wouldn't mind starting someone over Patrick Mahomes. But I think he'd get you close to 200, 300 yards in this one and a couple touchdowns. So I think he returns to the Mahomes of old here playing in KC, and and you're starting Tyree Hill, and you're starting Kelsey. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week and taking a shot on Hardman. Dennis said he would. Hardman comes through for you as he gets that one touchdown pass. I'm not doing it this week though. Now this is probably the week you should do it as as Hill is likely going to get a lot of time against Chris Harris. I just can't do it. I'm going. I'm going Hill. I'm going Kelsey. Those are the main guys for me. And Mahomes, McCoy at running back if you have to start a running back uh denver side here same thing as uh kansas city no real injuries obviously kansas city with the with the damian williams one we'll see what happens with that kansas city's defense so they are giving up the third most points to running backs in this one 23.9 points a game 29th most points to wide receivers 17.4 philip Lindsay in for a huge day here love philip Love him. He should be awesome. Getting pretty close to a 1,000 yards again this season, so I'm really happy for him on just 180 carries so far, which is just ridiculous. But I think he's going to have a really good game here. Um, Royce Freeman, probably a, a flex starter for me. I think he's going to get some run. We've seen him involved in the passing game. I would not actually... Wouldn't be mad at you if you plugged uh, Royce Freeman in your flex spot. I think both of them can have good games here. Outside of them, it's just Cortland Sutton. I know he had a bad week last week, but Cortland Sutton is by far their best player in the receiving core here. 940 yards and six touchdowns on the season. Not bad when you've got guys like Brandon Allen and Joe Flacco throwing to you for the most part. Obviously, Drew Locke's been in there for the past couple games, and I think Locke's going to continue to bring a different dynamic to that offense. So I like Sutton this week. I think he's going to have a decent game. He's not going to bring you back that wide receiver one game like he has been most of the season, but I do think he has a chance to be a a wide receiver two. Uh, And Noah Fant, actually. I like Fant this week as well. Had a good game last week before he got hurt should be good and back in this one I'm playing Fant at tight end I think he has a chance to be tight end too. taking the Chiefs though to win the game last game in the early window the Eagles and the Redskins Philly is getting 5.5 points in this one and being given the 74 percent chance to win they need this game uh, to continue to stay with uh, Dallas in the playoff discussion Washington's defense 18th uh I'm sorry 10th uh most points to the running backs 20.3 points a game 17th most to wide receivers 21.7 points a game Washington can get beat up on the run here a little bit playing Miles freaking Sanders uh he is not listed on the on the uh, injury report anymore so he should be good to go Jordan Howard still listed as questionable which is good news for Miles Sanders I know we saw what Boston Scott did last week don't let that fool you Miles Sanders is the guy fire him up at wide receiver I couldn't even tell you guys I really have no idea Nelson Aguilar it doesn't look like he's gonna be back we know Alshon Jeffrey is done for the rest of the season Jay Jaw has looked good at times not great and then you got Greg Ward. I mean, I, I don't even know what to tell you guys. I really don't know what to tell you. It's... You can't start either of them. It's going to be Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz again. That's just what it's going to be. They're going to continue to use those two in the receiving game. They're going to use Boston Scott as much as they can. Miles Sanders is going to be a running back. Like that's all that you can do. You're playing if you own I'm sorry. If you own Dallas Goddard and if you own Zach Ertz, you're playing both of them, and Miles Sanders is good to go here. Uh, as much as I think Carson Wentz could have a good game here, I'm avoiding them because I think that could this game could be very run-heavy here against the Redskins. For the Redskins side here, Philly, sitting here with the 26th most points against running backs, 15.2, with third most against wide receivers, 27.7. Now, a lot of that I do think comes from the fact they've just been so beatable and the secondary teams don't run that mo- much against them. We know Geis is out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. So Adrian Peterson, I think you can throw him in there. Not expecting a huge game. I think he brings brings you back RB2 numbers. And then I do think Terry McLaurin should eat this week. I don't care who gets matched up against him. I know Dwayne Haskins is that quarterback, but those two have really started to develop that connection again that they had at Ohio State. McLaurin in for a big game here against the Philly secondary. I am taking Philly, though, to win the game. Moving on into the afternoon slate here. Just four games before we get to the Sunday night football game. First up, Jacksonville and Oakland. Oakland is getting 6.5 points, and this one being given the 66% chance to win this game. For them, they're going up against a Jacksonville Jaguars defense that has given up the second most points to running backs, 24.1 points a game, 19th most to wide receivers, 20.9. Josh Jacobs, we don't know if he's going to play. He is still listed as questionable. So, that being said, if he doesn't play, you're firing up DeAndre Washington. We saw that he is clearly taking a step ahead of Jalen Rashard, who we all thought might be decent uh in the receiving game here earlier in the season. That happened. DeAndre Washington, good play this week if you're able to snag him. If you're a Jacobs owner, good for you. You're throwing him in. He should be just fine. As for the wide receivers, nada, nothing, nobody. You're playing Darren Waller. That's it. So Oakland, for me, just Washington, just Waller, not playing anybody else. On Jacksonville side here, Oakland, eighth most points to running backs, 20.8 points, eighth most points to wide receivers, 25.1 points a game. So you're starting Leonard Fournette, which should finally have a bounce-back week. <laughs> Tough couple matchups the past couple weeks. Still been bringing you close to double digits. One of them he did get you double digit points, but not been the Leonard Fournette we had fallen in love with earlier in the season. Should bounce back big time in this one. DJ Chark is out, which is huge. That sucks for Jacksonville Jaguar fans and someone like myself who's loved DJ Chark and what he's done this year. Uh, But I do think that means you can fire up Didi. I think Didi Westbrook's going to be in for a huge game here. Should be the guy that Minshew goes to a lot. In all all honesty, a little bit, should I say sleeper? I don't know if he's necessarily a sleeper. He's had a couple of good games here at wide receiver for Jacksonville. With Chark out, I think he can do it again. Fire up Chris Conley in your flex. I think Conley actually has a sneaky good game here. Plus plus matchup. I do think the Jags run the ball a lot with Fournette. And I do think they're going to focus most of their defensive attention on D.D. Westbrook, him being the guy. Chris Conley, sneaky good game this week. I think he's worthy flex play. And I'm actually taking Jacksonville to pull off the win here. Next up, Vikings and Chargers. Uh, Minnesota is getting 1.5 points in this one and being given the 53% chance to win this game. The Chargers defense, 11th most points to running backs, 19.5. 31st most points to wide receivers, 16.7. So they can get beat on the ground. Dalvin Cook, you've been firing him up all season anyway. Alexander Madison is out, which means Dalvin Cook should get even more work. Cook should be phenomenal in this one. At wide receiver, I still think you have to fire up Diggs. He, he has been good at times. You know, me and Matt kind of talked about it a little bit. He's been a little bit more on and off than I actually kind of thought he was. I thought he'd been better than he had Still think you fire him up even though it is a tough matchup against this Chargers secondary. He's really the best wide receiver they have. Uh you know, Thielen likely out again in this one. Ola BC Johnson is questionable. So I just I, I don't know how you can fire it up how you can't fire up. Uh my goodness, why can I not think here, guys? Why you cannot fire up Stefan Diggs. I actually do believe Thielen is going to play in this one. I take that back. So regardless, you're firing up, and in my opinion, both of them. Thielen, first game back. I would imagine he's coming back because he is fully healthy. That hamstring ain't bothering him anymore. You're firing him up, you're firing up Diggs. I think they're both going to be fine. Uh, and I think Irv Smith's got a little bit of low-end, tight-end two value for you. So I'd go Irv Smith as well. I think he's going to have a good game. Let's see here on the Chargers side. What is Minnesota's defense doing here? Minnesota Vikings, 25th most points to the running back, 16.4 game, 10th most to wide receivers, 24.9. Still starting Eckler. I I don't care. He has been phenomenal. He's been getting a lot of work in the receiving game. Eckler, a stud. Melvin Gordon, for me, probably more of a high-end running back, too. Still playing him, but I like Eckler more in this one just based on the receiving value at wide receiver. I think you're playing Keenan Allen. I I just don't see how you can sit him. He's been okay. I think he has a decent game here. Mike Williams is the questionable one for me. I personally would not start him. I know he's had a couple good games here lately. Not getting targeted a lot, but have been making these beautiful circus catches and obviously got a touchdown last week to finally get into the red zone this year. Uh, but I'm not trusting that to happen again this week. I'm going uh, for me it's just Eckler, Gordon, and Allen on this offense for me. And I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings to win the game. Rams-Cowboys. This should be a really good one. Huge playoff uh, ramifications in this one. Rams coming into Dallas. They are getting 1.5 points in this one, but Dallas being given the 62% chance to win this game. The Cowboys going up against the Los Angeles Rams here, 21st point, twenty first most points to the running back, 17.4. 23rd most points to wide receiver, was 20.4. So, been a very good defense. What does that mean? You're playing Zeke. You have to play Zeke. He, he's what their offense should be centered around, even though it really hasn't. You're playing him. Dak, I don't know. I think Dak could have a good game here. I also think Dak could be the Dak we've seen the past couple weeks and absolutely suck. So depending on who you have at quarterback, I don't think he has a huge game here. I think he's a QB2. If you've got a guy you think could be a QB1, you're playing him over Dak. I don't know how your roster lineup is set up, but I would try and avoid Dak if I'm being honest this one. The Cowboys always play better at home, and they are getting the Rams at home here, but this is a different matchup than they've had at home all season long. This is a winning team, and we also know that they have not been able to beat winning teams at all this year. They're coming into Dallas. It's going to be a struggle. At the wide receiver position, Amari Cooper tends to play 10 times better at home than he does on the road, but I'm avoiding him in this one. He should get Jalen Ramsey. For the most part, since Ramsey's come over to the Rams, he has absolutely locked down everybody. I am not trusting him. If I have to pick one, I'm going Gallup. I think Gallup will be able to get open on the other side of Ramsey, uh, and and I do think that Dak is going to kind of feed him the ball if Cooper is not getting open. I don't expect him to get shut down like he did against Gilmore with the 0.0 points, but I'm not expecting double digits out of Cooper. He's going to have to score you a touchdown to get you those double digits. I don't think that happens. On the Rams side, the Dallas Cowboys, the defense has been good this year. 20th most points to the running back, 17.5, 26 to wide receivers, 19.4. So they've been in the top tier defenses all season long. You're playing Todd Gurley, though. He's been good ever since all of a sudden Sean McVay realized, oh, you know what? Todd Gurley can still run the ball. Maybe I should give it to him. He's been good. You can play him. Gurley should have a really good game in this one. At wide receiver, I'm just going Woods and Cup. When We talked about it with Matt on Monday's episode. Those two have been really good here for the most part this season. Uh, Brandon Cooks has just not looked right. I'm playing both of them. If Gerald Everett is out, are you playing Tyler Higby Right now, oh, if Ger- Gerald Everett is ruled out, my bad. I thought he was still questionable. Ger- Gerald Everett has been ruled out. Tyler freaking Higby. I mean, he's been good. I uh, will give him that. The Cowboys have not done horribly, but they've not done great against the tight end. So I think you are. You can fire up Higby. If you owned Everett and you picked up Higby, uh, hoping that he could play a little bit like Everett, I think you can play him. I think he's got a chance to finish right at the top of the tight end tier two position, uh, this week in a, a decent matchup here against the Dallas Cowboys. I am taking, oh man. This is a tough one. I'm going to take the Rams, though. I do think that Dallas is going to keep it close. I don't think this is all going to be any kind of blowout game. Uh, I think Dallas keeps it close, but the Rams find a way to pull off the win here in Dallas. Setting up a huge NFC matchup next week with the Eagles, if the Eagles beat the Redskins. Falcons and 49ers. San Francisco getting 11 points in this one and being given the 82% chance to win this game. Falcons defense, 23rd against the run, 17.3 points to running backs, 12th most to wide receivers, 24.3. I don't know who you can play, and I take that back, I do know who you can play at running back for the 49ers. It's Raheem freaking Mostert. Dude has been on fire the past three weeks, Kyle Shanahan has come out and said he has played so well, there's no way we can't feature him more. I think Mostert's the guy for the rest of the season. Tevin Coleman struggled. Matt Breida, good at times injury history. Jarek McKinnon on IR. You are playing Raheem Mostert if you got him. He could be a league winner and a week winner for you. At wide receiver, Debo and Kittle for sure his receiving options are going to be in there. Are you playing Emmanuel Sanders? I think you are. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to have a decent game here. Obviously, a lot of his points came from the huge touchdown play last week and then him throwing a huge touchdown pass as well to Raheem Mostert. All that being said, I think that Sanders can have a good game here. I think he's a middle-tier wide receiver too. I think Debo is going to be better, and obviously George Kittle is an absolute monster. Kittle should have a big game here as well. For the Falcons, we know San Francisco's defense, very good this year. 30th most points to the running back, 12.2, 28th most to the wide receiver, 17.9. Not a good matchup for them. I'm avoiding Devonta Freeman. Uh we know Calvin Ridley is out. Austin Hooper is uh, still listening as questionable, but he should be good to go. Obviously came out and played last week, had a an okay game. I, I wouldn't have exp- I wouldn't have played him that first week out. This is the week I would play him. I think him and Julio are the only players that Matt Ryan can go to, so I'm playing both of them. I'm not playing Russell Gage. Or Zachias, whatever. Uh, Olomedia Zachias, or I can't. I'm horrible saying it, but Matt Fox is very good at those names. Uh, I wouldn't play him either. For me on Atlanta's side, it's just Julio and it's just Hooper. I'm taking San Francisco to win the game. All right. The Sunday night football game. Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers. I am so glad this got flexed into the Sunday night game because I think it's going to be a very good one. Pittsburgh getting 1.5 points in this one and being given the 51% chance to win this game. They are going up against a good Buffalo Bills defense. 17th most points to the run, 17.7 to the running backs with 30th most to wide receivers, 16.8. I don't know who you can trust, though. Now, the word is James Connor could be back. He is not listed on, or both him and Juju are both listed as questionable on the injury report. The word coming into the week was Juju and James Connor are both going to play. If Connor plays, I'm throwing him out there. I know it's a little bit of a uh, uh, of a dart here because he only obviously came back. They said he was healthy, took a couple hits on that shoulder, and had to get pulled out again. That being said, this is a defense that does give up a little bit to the run. Benny Snell, unimpressive. Jalen Samuels, extremely unimpressive. If you got Connors, I think you can throw him in there. He should be able to get you some decent points. I do know it is a dart throw, but you got to throw him out there. At wide receiver, this defense has been absolutely locked down against wide receivers. I don't know who you can play because I don't trust Duck Hodges. I'm not playing Juju. I'm not playing Washington. I'm just not. I can't. The only Steeler I feel good playing is Connors. Maybe Vance McDonald. And I think that's an even bigger dart throw than James Connor. I think you got to get drunk on like 151 blindfold yourself and then throw it at a pin sized target with Vance McDonald. That's just my opinion, though. If you want to throw him out there, by all means, go for it. On Buffalo side, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been phenomenal. We talked, I talked about it earlier the reason they've stayed in the playoff race. 27th most points to running backs, 15 points a game, 22nd most to wide receivers, 20.5. So you're not, Singletary, I think you still play. Obviously, he's clearly taken over the role from Frank Gore. He is not only getting the rushing work, he's getting a lot of the receiving work. With that receiving work is where his value is going to come from. Do I think he's a RB1 this week? No. Do I think he's a high-end running back 2 this week? No. I think he's probably a low-end RB2 or flex play. You're still playing him because he has the talent. At wide receiver here... This is where it's interesting. I actually think you can play John Brown and Cole Beasley because I'm just going to give you my winner now. I think the Bills are actually going to get the win here. I think it's going to be a close game, hard fought game. That defense is going to keep them in it. I think the offense is going to make just enough plays to pull off a huge win for the Buffalo Bills, get them to beat that good team for the first time this year. John Brown, I think, is going to get a long touchdown in this one, and I think Cole Beasley is going to be the underneath target that keeps the chains moving, so I'm playing both of them. I expect Beasley to get right around 10 points, and I think Brown gets you 14, 15, possibly even 16, so both... Playable this week with Singletary and Josh Allen, because I do think he's going to be running a little bit. He's going to get you some rushing yards, possibly even a rushing touchdown in this one. I like Allen in this matchup, so I'm playing all your usual Bills, guys. For the Steelers, it's just James Conner, and as I said, I'm taking the Bills to win the game. The last game of Week 15, the Monday night football game, which I honestly, unfortunately, don't think is going to be that good. The Indianapolis Colts and the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans getting nine points in this one, being given the 71% chance to win this game. Let's start with the Colts side, though. New Orleans, 29th most points to running backs, 14.2. Fourth most points to wide receivers, 27.2. For Indy side here. Marlon Mack looked good in his first game back. He should be good to go. While it is a tough matchup, I think you're throwing him out there because he is a decent running back. I think he's going to get you points to be serviceable. I think he's a low-end running back, too, or flex play this week. I'm not expecting huge numbers out of him, but he should be serviceable for you. At wide receiver, though, T.Y. Hilton is questionable. He's likely going to miss again In this one, which, I mean, I don't really know what else you can say about that. We know that Marcus Johnson has been on fire here the past couple weeks. They've got Chad Williams as well as Zach Pascal, Ashton Doolin. I mean, they've just been destroyed at wide receiver, really at all the positions. They've just gotten killed with injuries this year, which sucks because they were playing very good football earlier in the year. I actually think I'm taking a shot on Marcus Johnson and Pascal. I mean, this defense is very beatable on the back end. Bursett is a good quarterback. I think he's going to continue to be good in this one. That defense can get to him. I'm sure good front up front with Cameron Jordan uh, and Davenport, but I, I just, I like Johnson. I like Pascal. I think both of them are going to have decent days here. I think Pascal has a better day. I think he's a wide receiver too. Johnson's a flex play this week. I think both of them will bring you back points as well as Marlon Mack. On a, On the Saints side here, let's see here. Their injury report, let's pull this up. So, Jared Cook is still questionable in, in concussion protocol, which sucks if you had him. Obviously, he's been really kind of coming on here as of late. If he's available and playing, I'm playing him. If not, unfortunately, you'll have to go a different route. Indy's defense, though, 28th most points to running backs, 14.4. Nine most points to the wide receivers, 25 points. So, we could see this being an air raid game here. Uh, both these defenses really good against the run struggle in the passing game. Uh, I mean, if you want to start Alvin Kamara, go for it. Obviously, what's really been holding him back this year has been the touchdowns. Uh, He's been decent on the ground, been getting some work in the receiving game. Just hasn't been able to find the end zone, really. Just one touchdown on the entire season. That's hurt him. I don't see how you can sit him, though. He is by far one of the most talented players in the NFL. At wide receiver, Michael Thomas should go off in this one. And even though this is a bad pass defense, he's the only wide receiver I'm trusting. I just don't know about Ted Ginn. If Again, if Cook was in, I'd throw him out there. A great receiving option, a great tight end. I think both of them would be playable. But if he's not out there, I think for me it's just Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara taking the Saints to win this game. So that does it, guys. That is the Week 15 preview show Thank you so much for listening to me. I apologize for the bad English there and, and kind of, you know, foot and mouth stuff, running all over myself, word vomit, all that good stuff. Uh, very early here Saturday morning. Wanted to try and get this out as early as possible for any of you guys got honeydew list or doing some Christmas shopping. Get your, or let you guys have my thoughts on all this stuff. We appreciate everybody who listens. If you guys have a chance, rate, review the show. We would appreciate it. It really helps us out. You know, you guys have done a really good job of that throughout the year, really kind of boosting the rate and review numbers up, and we really appreciate it. It really makes us look good uh, for the network. So, guys, have yourselves a wonderful weekend. If you're still in the playoffs, I hope you guys win your Week 15 matchups uh, and move on into the championship next week. I can't believe it's already here. Enjoy the football, guys, and have yourselves a good weekend. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop-up Red. I can't like the rule out already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump and leave. Golly. Only oh, they tackle the forty-yard corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs>